Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is God Can and Will Turn Your Life Around. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we come today so thankful for your goodness and mercy. We're ready to receive what you have for us today to apply it to our lives, Father. We're so thankful. Thank you for protecting our family and watching over us, Father. And we choose to live a life that glorifies you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about God can and will turn your life around. Now, the first thing we should note is that Mark 16:20 says that the Lord was working with them. Folks, the Lord works with us. He doesn't turn our life around without our working with him. But if we are willing, God can turn any situation around for us if we choose to work with him on the project. I can't think of a better example than Moses of a man in the Bible that God turned his life around so drastically. Let's start today in Exodus chapter 2 in the Amplified Bible. Verse 2, The woman conceived and gave birth to a son, and when she saw that he was especially beautiful and healthy, she hid him for three months to protect him from the Egyptians. 3. When she could no longer hide him, she got a basket chest made of papyrus reeds and covered it with tar and pitch, making it waterproof. Then she put the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. Folks are going to skip ahead as Pharaoh's daughter found the baby to keep for herself. And then in verse 9, Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. 10. And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she named him Moses, and said, Because I drew him out of the water. 11. One day after Moses had grown into adulthood, it happened that he went out to his countrymen and looked with compassion at their hard labors, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his countrymen. 12. He turned to look around, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. My friends, think about this. Moses got mad and murdered the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. In today's times, we could say he buried him in the backyard. 13. He went out the next day and saw two Hebrew men fighting with each other, and he said to the aggressor, Why are you striking your friend? 14. But the men said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and said, Certainly this incident is known. 15. When Pharaoh heard about this matter, he tried to kill Moses. Then Moses fled from Pharaoh's presence and took refuge in the land of Midian, where he sat down by a well. So now Moses is an escaped murderer fleeing to another land. If we didn't know the end of the story, we'd be thinking, why am I reading about this guy in the Bible? Now down to verse 23. Now it happened after a long time, about 40 years, that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel, Jacob, groaned and sighed because of the bondage, and they cried out. And their cry for help because of their bondage ascended to God. My friends, the escaped murderer, Moses, has been gone now for about 40 years, and God was hearing the children of Israel crying out for help. Verse 24, 
So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Israel. 25. God saw the sons of Israel, and God took notice of them, and was concerned about them, knowing all, understanding all, remembering all. Now Exodus chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible, verse 1. Now Moses was keeping the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. To the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing flame of fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. 3. So Moses said, I must turn away from the flock and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned up. For when the Lord saw that he turned away from the flock to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Five, then God said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet out of respect, because the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Six, then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Seven, the Lord said, I have in fact seen the affliction, suffering, desolation of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, oppressors, for I know their pain and suffering. Eight, so I have come down to rescue them from the hand or power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a land that is good and spacious, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of plenty, to a place where the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. 9. Now behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. 10. Therefore come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, and then bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Folks, is this amazing or what? God picked a person to lead his people out of Egypt and picked the murderer, Moses, to do the job. You see, God doesn't see people how we see each other sometimes. God looks at the heart, and he picked Moses to do the job. In the natural, we could see that Moses was a murderer. God saw Moses as a leader with a heart for God. 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? My friends, God is ready to turn around Moses' life, and then Moses starts to question God's plan to use him. Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Do you and I do this with God sometimes? God is prompting us to go in a certain direction, and we don't think we should go that way, and or we're not capable of doing this thing, etc. Verse 12, And God said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you, that is, I who have sent you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve and worship God at this mountain. Folks, here is a big key in God turning around someone's life. God said, Certainly I will be with you. So we have to follow God's plans and work with him. He is with us, praise God. 
Is there anyone out there today where you feel unworthy to do a project for God? Let this example of Moses be an encouragement to you. Moses was a murderer and then became the leader of God's people. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Let's not limit God. Let's answer yes to any request from God, just like Moses eventually did, and he was an amazing leader for his people. My friends, God can and will turn your life around, or anyone's life around. We just have to let him and work with him, praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that we can do anything that you ask us to do, Father. You can change our life, Father. You can turn our life around if we just work with you and help you, Father. So anyone out there today, Father, that needs help to turn their life around, Father, thank you. This is an encouragement that your word is an encouragement to them that they could turn their life around. Father, speak to them, Father, what direction to go. And I thank you they'll boldly follow you and turn their life totally in the direction of you. So we thank you for it, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.